Dead men tell no tales. Fifteen men loaded in man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? The ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show, Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from scottartis.com. And I'm Heather Artis from blackpearlminute.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 32 of Dead Man's Chest. Ready to get rolling? Friday? First solid week of a three-day week? It's nice nice just kicking back and not having to do anything for the rest of the week. We just sit there and wait and then go, okay, I guess we got to put another Pirates episode up. (laughs) If only it was that easy. Oh, it's not that easy. (sighs) You're saying we don't get paid for this. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Oh, well, I have this whole thing wrong then. You got that right, buddy. In the previous minute, there's an evil eye, a villainous smirk, a keen key-holding prison dog, a self-proclaimed clever pirate, a one-eyed Bible-reading scallywag, a longboat adrift in the Caribbean, a man handled letters of mark, an escape through the balcony, a story of escape from Fort Charles, an ode to J.J. Abrams, and an entire cast of characters looking to save their, or maybe someone they love's, immortal souls. Wow. Yeah, took a different approach. Didn't realize there was all that in the last minute. There was, and there was more, but I cut it short. Lots of Why? stuff going on. Because it'd be going on forever. Oh. Minute 32 begins with Pintel continuing his line to Rigetti. It's a mark against as he points towards the heavens. Interrupting the accusation, Prison Dog barks a few times, alerting the long-boating pirate duo to the fact that they are approaching an island that just so happens to have a familiar ship on the beach, the Black Pearl. As Pintel says, look, there it is. The Prison Dog leaps from the bow into the water. The minute ends with Pintel and Rigetti on the Pelagosto beach, looking up at the Black Pearl. It's ours for the taking. Pintel adds his words of wisdom that the tide's coming in, which should help and, of course, salvaging is saving in a matter of speaking. Until officially wraps up the 60 seconds with, There's the truth of it. Aye, there's the truth of it. Ah, something like that. <laughs> it might be lost in this minute. What's going on you with You don't Pint- understand about the catfish? I send you to the deep. Uh, I didn't get that joke. <laughs> Was that a joke? I don't know. Huh, that's interesting. It completely went over my head. <laughs> I'm like Rigetti over here. Yeah. You look quizzical. Plus my wooden eye. It doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, polish it up. <laughs> this splinter something fierce. <laughs> but what's going on with Pintel saying, look, there it is? Why does he say that? It leads me to believe they're out looking for the Black Pearl. Is this possible? Why is he saying that? They were looking for the Black Why? Pearl. Why? That's my question. Why? they're going to steal a ship. They're going to steal a ship, so they go adrift in the ocean, hoping, crossing their fingers, that they can happen upon the Black Pearl. They must have heard that the Pearl was beached here somehow. Maybe the guy who 
told Will about the long pork, told Pintel and Rigetti about the beached black pearl. Ah, delicious long pork and a black pearl. Why would they be out there specifically searching for the black pearl? I just gave you an Why idea. not try to get on with another captain and ship? Why the pearl, though? I don't they're, understand. They're not trying to get on. They're trying to steal their own. Okay, go out and steal a ship, but you're going to go out into the ocean in a longboat, a rowboat, and hope you can come across the island you're looking for. This is the island you're looking for. And then steal a, an unmanned ship. From a beach, the, tide's the two of you, in. the two of you. I'm the, just saying. The tide's coming in. I get that. I'm just wondering what is going on here. They got a dog. He can help some way. But okay, yes, the yes. Thank you for the dog comment. My question is, how are they? No, get- we're not done with my question. Why are they out there looking for this? Like I said, the guy with the long pork. <laughs> he doesn't. Arr! That just sounds wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I have to that's think first, about it every time I say it. That's the first adult film ever made was in the 18th century. The guy with the long pork. <laughs> <laughs> the long... <laughs> the long pork guy. <laughs> that doesn't sound any better. <laughs> We've heard of you long and far, my dear long pork fellow. The guy... Your reputation precedes you. The guy who trades spices for the long pork. Is that better? Yeah. I told you. Anyway, he probably told them where the black pearl is. No, this doesn't make sense. Why? I don't know why it doesn't Will make sense. Will found this guy. And Will knew about but it. why? About the black pearl being there. Why would they go or after they specifically for that, though? I don't get it. They're not talking to our fellow that likes the delicious long pork. Shrimper is his name. And Shrimper's brother. About... The Black Pearl. There's no way. Why? You're saying that these guys just back on the beach. Can't believe it. We saw on the Cannibal Island this ship just sitting there on the beach. Maybe they were inquiring. We don't know. We're missing a chunk. I guess I just don't get it. It's the line that I got the hang up with. Because he says, there it is. If they were just coming across any old ship, I would expect there's a ship. Or, holy pirates, Batman. There's the freaking black pearl. We just happened to stumble upon it. But instead, it's there it is. It's, it makes it sound like they were out there looking for the black pearl specifically. And that's what I'm hung up with. That's what I don't know. Does it make sense to you? Just their term, there it is? Yeah. I mean, that's their... Unless they're just so used to the pearl that they just... Hey, there's the pearl, but they just don't say the pearl. Maybe. You know? Or maybe they were looking for the pearl. But that see, that's what I'm hung up with. And you know what? I'm now I'm probably thinking it's like I gotta watch this movie again and try and pay attention to see if I'm missing a clue or something that they say they were specifically going out. Now I can't remember. Yeah. We're in the middle of this now and I can't freaking remember Good job. if that's something that came up and I just glanced over it when the movie was going and didn't think about it. And now that I'm scrutinizing this particular minute in this line, now I'm now I'm completely forgot. I'm sure someone will call us out on social media or an email or phone call or whatever. 8637pirate. But yeah, I just don't, I don't get that. Because I just can't imagine that these two guys would be out looking for the Black Pearl. Because unless they've heard, like you said, okay, now I'm going to have to admit that Heather may be onto something, if possible. But we didn't really see that in the comic in the expanded universe, the 
Pintel and Rigetti escape, the escape of Pintel and Rigetti or whatever it was called, that they came upon Shrimper too. And he said something. But see, that here's the, that's why it can't work because they got out of their lickety split. Boom, they escaped the prison, were on the longboat, and they were gone out into the water with the dog. There was no hanging around talking to people leaving Port Royal unless they went to Tortuga because that's actually where it was. Will. That's where Will was at yeah. was Tortuga and that's where he met Shrimper. But then again, why would they and the dog still be on the longboat? They park it at Tortuga and they're like, hey, how about all three of us without any food or water get back into the longboat and just head out to the ocean? And it just doesn't make sense. These guys would like to find Tortuga. They'd fit right in there. Prison dog could be doing its thing. Running around with his keys. Yeah. Finding a new job. Because you don't really have prisons probably in Tortuga. Unless it's for the people who are the good people. Because it's overrun <laughs> by pirates at this place. But that's my point, right? Does that make sense then? If we're looking at it from that angle. No. That they would say there it is. Because it does make it sound like they were actually looking for that yeah. ship. As opposed to there's a ship. Or holy man. I can't believe we just stumbled upon the Black Pearl. That would make more sense to me. I looked in the script. I didn't see anything that no. alluded to that at that particular moment. That exterior shot, those thoughts of the characters or anything like that. It didn't talk about that. I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm ha now I can't remember if it comes up later on in the storyline. But I, I want to say that it's no. That they just end up, you know, spoiler, joining the crew and going from there. But... The crew's being eaten. As I know, we speak. but but why? That's what I'm hung up on, and I guess we don't have an answer for that, so we're not going to belabor this anymore because that makes fine radio, of course. If we just sit there scratching our heads, <laughs> but that's the that's the thing. I I guess the line doesn't make sense to me. That's the problem. Yeah, I think it should have been something else. There she is, the black pearl. I can't believe we just found her. Or is Jack still mad at us? There's the black pearl. Should we go get that ship? Right? Yeah. Something like that. I'm not sure these two speak so many words. I know, but I'm just saying that the I'm just saying that it's a weird sentence because yeah. it makes it sound like they were actually out there looking specifically for the Black Pearl and not just any ship. Right. That's all I'm saying. So I guess I'll have to just let that go, even though it's gonna eat at me. It's gonna poke at me, poke at me. You can kind of see it here since I'm gonna try and move on and let my ADD <laughs> let that go, my obsessive compulsive. It's kind of two different things. But you can kind of see it here. Seems pretty subtle to me. One of those little details that builds the behind-the-scenes story without having to venture into the exposition land too much. In this instance, Pentel and Rigetti are dressed in clothes similar to that of guards, possibly. I don't know. I mean, it gives us a clue to how they escaped from the jail at Fort Charles without having to tell us a story. Besides Pentel saying he was clever. Got him out. Clever. I didn't notice it. Until I was actually reviewing the expanded universe information. Specifically when we were talking about the escape of Pentel and Rigetti. That comic book from Zizzle. Yeah. With the action figures. That details how they got into the boat. How they escaped. How they escaped with the prison dog. Or the prison dog ended up on the boat as well. I didn't get into it yesterday. But the comic does say they used the guard's clothes. So they tried to do the old switcheroo. Hide. Mm -hmm. We're going to dress up at the guards. And we're going to try and just walk right on out of here. That was part of the whole thing. I kind of skipped over some of that because I didn't want to go through the whole thing. Then Rigetti steps on Pentel, causes a commotion. That's how they get found out. So the script actually mentions this as well, though. So it wasn't just something that the comic created. And the script mentions that with their introduction, it says Pentel and Rigetti are silhouetted against the sun, dressed in colored pirate garb, reminiscent of jail clothes. 
rowing a small rowboat. Now, it doesn't say guard clothes. It says jail clothes. And so that's what I'm also wondering, like, what is that? Because we've seen that they don't necessarily give everybody jail clothes at Fort Charles. It's not like they're dressing up the prisoners. This isn't a formal prison. Right. It's just a jail. So I think the comic maybe expanded on that. We see some kind of prison light garb here, or maybe something that could resemble maybe some old tattered guards clothes, yeah. uniforms or something. I don't know. But I just thought it was interesting. Specifically because it is called out in the comic and in the script. But yeah. it's, it's very subtle and I, I didn't really ever notice it before. And I still don't even know. I may just even be reading into this because they said that and I'm going, yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, I didn't really notice it either. See? No. So I wonder if that was just supposedly skipped over or purposely skipped over. They were just in regular pirate garb and just getting out of there. Because if it was, if they were dressed like guards or more, you know, tattered guards clothes, then it could help expand that story, like I was saying. Yeah. And we could go, okay, they escaped. He was being clever. Look, they're dressed like guards. That might be more telling as to what actually happens. But this is so subtle. I don't even know if it works. If it actually is something that's subtle at all, it could not even be existent. So guess what? This minute so far has unanswered questions. <laughs> I can't identify the freaking clothes. I don't know what's going on here. Well, I told you in this minute I'm lost. I'm lost. In um, Wikia, it says Pentel wore, he always wore a faded blue coat and shirt that was torn down to his waist. That looks like the clothes that they're wearing. Right, because he's walking around and his full chest is showing. And it also mentions about around his neck is a torn um, neckerchief. Which he does have a neckerchief kind of hanging, dangling down his chest. Well, then I don't think that they've actually changed clothes I don't think then. They I think have. that's just their normal tattered clothes. Yeah. So they just left that off when they were going with the movie and the script. But it's interesting why they did that because they could have actually had that subtle reference there. But that looks like the clothes that they've always worn then. Yeah. Okay, case solved. Another, sorry, we just wasted your time trying to figure some of this out on the air as opposed to trying to figure some of it out ahead of time. We get some more Bible references here since I'm just going to leave that alone since we can't deal with the clothes or the reason for Pintel and Rigetti. <laughs> you know, we were looking so forward to Pintel and Rigetti and now I'm getting a lot of questions and it's just, I don't like it. How about we just say that? Wow. So like I was saying, more Bible references or concern for their immortal souls talk going on here. Specifically, I'm thinking about the line where Rigetti says, salvaging, saving in a matter of speaking. Yes. Another canned response. I pushed the button and you said Yes. Yes. <laughs> Too loaded. It is. is. I know. I was just saying. It just sounded like a they're canned salvaging. Yes. It's not. They're not stealing. They're just salvaging a wrecked ship. Well, they're two loaded biblical words for sure. Saving their soul, salvaging the black pearl. You're right. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Also interesting that a pirate ship, or what was I trying to say there? A pirate needs a ship because that's what's interesting. I mean, it's pretty well known. We know a pirate needs a freaking ship. Well, yeah. So bread and butter. Not a pirate. So a ship is actually saving them because they're the ones without the ship. Yes. So it's kind you of You got this, it there. Yeah, see another canned response. <laughs> Good job, Scott. You got it there. Way to go. Atta boy. <laughs> it's a bit ironic that the people we see in this movie talking about morality, the what's right and what's wrong, is Pentel and freaking Rigetti. These guys just a year ago were killing, plundering, and whatever else you can come up with. Now well, now that they're not immortal, it's imperative they justify their stealing. 
Well, no, more more Rigetti than Pintel. Pintel doesn't care. It's Rigetti that but at the end, has become religious in the last year. But it's at the end, too. He says, after the salvaging remark, I think yeah, it's just, that's the truth. I think or, he's just trying to pacify Rigetti. I don't think so. I think he's just saying, yeah, uh, you, just, you just come up with a reason to justify our beliefs here. No, because in the last minute... I'm just saying, if these two talk long enough about something, I bet they can justify it right to themselves. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, only if we only had an excuse to take this ship, hey, it appears it's abandoned, therefore we're salvaging it, which is kind of like saving it. And then you got Rigetti jumping in like, that makes sense, basically. He goes, that's the truth. Now we're all good. We're all good with the, the man upstairs as he points up there. Yeah. I mean, I like these guys. <laughs> they have their own moral compass and it's just like jack it's spinning all over the place but it works for them you got yep except jacks isn't really working for him right now it doesn't work for him at this point he's got a problem yeah how did they get the dog to hold these keys for so long it's a well-trained dog really i mean any kind of dog well ours yeah anyway but you seriously can let the, this dog could hold these keys forever he even barks. Well-trained dog. He even barks and the keys are in his mouth. Well, I think that just goes to show you the quality of the canine actor here. He is on top of things. I got a canine actor here. Because somebody's offshore giving him the signal like, don't you dare drop that. What I want to know is how many <laughs> takes it took for him to do that or how many times he actually dropped the keys while they're filming it. Dang it, he dropped the keys again. <laughs> put some peanut butter on those keys. You know, put a filet mignon scent on it. That way he picks it up. They did get a good shot of him swimming underwater. The dog? Yeah. Kind of goes under, but I don't remember it being like spectacular. Yeah. It's like they got the camera like at, right at the water line. Yeah. But then the wave comes up, and so the camera goes underwater as the dog's swimming. And you paused it right at that moment? I need to look it at that. It happened a couple times. It was the waves. I don't remember it, it specifically goes, looking like a good shot, so I could be mistaken. I thought it was kind of cool. I'll have to look. I'm not saying it wasn't. You say you're an analyzer. I'm an movies. analyzer and a scrutinizer. <laughs> Obviously not. What do you think about the clouds in the background? I guess I'm not an analyzer or a scrutinizer because I didn't <laughs> notice the clouds. <laughs> but how do you go from dog to clouds? I don't know. It just That's did. just weird. Okay, butterfly mind. <laughs> the clouds kind of... The butterfly look- effect is not actually an effect that has to do with time traveling and that kind of stuff. It's actually regards... Heather's thinking in her mind the way it jumps around like a butterfly trying to catch flight. You done? I'm almost done because if I was just thinking, if Heather has a thought a thousand miles away, is it breezy on the island of Pelagosto all of a sudden? Well, it's like a butterfly flaps its wings, a hurricane happens, but your mind trying to come up with the... Okay. I guess I got... Yeah, I'm done now. Okay. Anyway, the clouds kind of look like a screen or something to me. They're not moving really, you know, they're not moving. They're like staying in these puffy, just cloud. And it's almost like it's screen-like. Did really? You... I didn't notice that. Did you, did you watch this minute? I was really stuck. I was lost. <laughs> there was something wrong. Did you get stuck on, look, there it is. Yes, I, mean, I did, did get stuck. Is that stuck. all you focused on on this minute? Yeah, I got really stuck on it. I'm sorry. It really bothered Goodness. me. Yeah. Really irritated me, actually. I was like, what is this? This doesn't make sense. Is this written? Is this a movie script? I was really thinking like, this is real life stuff here happening. And that didn't work out. 
I found Rigetti a little hard to understand. You're jumping around again. I mean, how many hurricanes are you going to cause on the island of Pelagosto? <laughs> we settle down here. I mean, at least if you're going to do something like that, you got to come up with like a few of my favorite things or something. So people go, oh, okay, she's creating a list here. Can't oh, just bump around. These like are a few hey, of my No, no, that's too late. It's too late. I we're talking more. about the, no. We're we're talking about the dog still before you clouded us up and go back to Rigetti like a crazy woman over there because the prison dog. As we talked about in the season one, since you brought it up, that was like my only transition to talk about the dog. And then you're going to abandon it like an idiot. (laughs) Moved on to clouds. No clouds. I don't have anything for clouds. (laughs) I'm a cloud expert, though. The dog was owned by Captain Edward Teague, Jack's father. Though unknown circumstances happened and the dog ends up in Port Royal where he was employed to hold on to the jailer's keys at Fort Charles Prison in Port Royal. This we all know. And he was also highly loyal to the jailer and was not swayed by prisoners' attempts to steal the keys. Jack Sparrow kind of tried to succeed. He almost, you know, he tried to get him. He got interrupted by Will. Yeah, that's true. He he was, something was happening there and he got interrupted. And then the dog has a mind of his own, ultimately takes revenge on the mutton hoarding guards. And then he helped Pintel and Rigetti escape so he could have the mutton to himself. Now we're caught up on Prison Dog, where he's been since Curse of the Black Pearl. But the prison dog was portrayed by Twister in The Curse of the Black Pearl, the first movie. And for back-to-back productions of the sequels here, Dead Man's Chest and At World's End, the prison dog was portrayed by Chopper. So Twister became too famous? Yeah, Twister was... Just like the monkey. Hitting the scene, yeah. The original monkey. They were touring together. Yeah. And then he wasn't available. So Chopper was handled by animal coordinator Boone Nair. And Boone Nair was also affiliated with the first Pirates movie, although he didn't necessarily have a credit himself. His agency did, or the one that he owns. A short feature on Chopper actually appears as an Easter egg on the two-disc special edition DVD release of Dead Man's Chest. Yeah, so there's an Easter egg feature of Chopper out there floating around. Really? Too bad we don't have the two-disc special edition DVD. Something for us to look up. Why? It's a good question. We just don't have it. It's like we have 15 other Dead Man's Chests, but we don't have that one. His acting career began with Pirates of the Caribbean, followed by a slew of commercials, including being the Traveler's Insurance Dog. Really? Yeah. Huh. Little cute, scruffy-looking thing. Boone owns Boone's Animals for Hollywood and has been in the film business since the 1970s and as an animal handler and trainer since 1980. He has this, like, giant 75 animal credit resume on his IMDb page. So does he own, like, a farm with all these different animals living on it? I don't know if it's a farm. It treats them all like pets? I don't know if it's a farm, but he has all kinds of different animals they show. Different types of dogs and looks of dogs. Really? Yeah. You can look at their website, Boone's Animals for Hollywood. So if I'm looking for an acting dog, I can go to him. Yeah, you can go to him. One credit that caught my eye was Any Which Way You Can. That was his first animal credit with the orangutan, Clint Eastwood. He was a trainer of the orangutan? Hey, it's not too shabby to be an animal trainer on that. Yeah. Other notable titles. Great turn, Clyde. Exactly. You know what? I'm very impressed that you actually know that. Just because your lack of movie references sometimes or knowing where they came from just can astound me. That shouldn't shock you. I say it all the time. That's true, I guess. But for you to be able to put those two together, the title of the movie and that is amazing. Other notable titles include Three Amigos, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Edward Scissorhands, a Johnny Depp film, The Ring, a Gore Verbinski film, ah, Keeping in the Family, and The Lone Ranger, another Depp flick. So there you go. The scene where the prison dog jumps into the water, and the reason I wanted to jump to the dog because of your cloud thing, this is my 
cloud reference, <laughs> if I actually had a transition for that, apparently involved a bit of prep time. The distance from the boat to the shore was about 15 feet, though the camera angle makes it look a lot further. So they're not on a green screen. They're actually in the water doing this. Yeah, but the clouds don't move. I'm sorry that the Did clouds don't move. Did they have a backdrop move. behind them or something? I don't think so. Maybe to hide? They, maybe they added To hide clouds. like things? I don't. I can't imagine. I don't know. It looked... I don't know. I'll you have to look again. Look. Separate shots were filmed of the dog jumping, swimming, and emerging on the beach. So they got all the kinds of different shots. Maybe oh. they did some of that and harmonized it with some clouds in the background. Maybe. Digitally. Maybe. Production made, because you're talking about the keys... A set of lightweight floatable keys weighted just enough so that they wouldn't float too high in the water. Floatable. So in case he lost them, they could find can, them. They can grab and them. And plus, again. so they didn't want a big giant iron key ring weighing them down oh, when yeah. he's trying to swim. You're thinking of losing the keys, whereas I'm thinking of the dog and the dog's safety. Shows you where well, our priorities are. Well, they probably are. made this like his toy. I'm sure they probably were doing that. Trainers on the shore retrieved the dog and immediately dried him off after he got out of the water. So he didn't get chilled. Exactly. He's a star. And then he had to go on to do Traveler's commercials, so they didn't want him harmed. Also, I completely forgot to tell you, and this was for the carriage ride. It completely slipped my mind that day. I have to go back. So I'm going to do a famous Heather this butterfly. Like back days ago. Hey, I'm going to go a butterfly effect, in which is a Heather's mind. Because the horse, remember we were talking about the horses in the carriage? And this was a perfect time to tell you about the horse, and I completely oh, yeah. forgot we to tell you about, about that. We didn't talk about the horses at all. I didn't. I'm sorry. The heck? I know. And I go, oh, damn it. I'm talking about the dog. I forgot about the horses. Because I was so focused. This was another minute of being so focused on the short carriage ride <laughs> that I had trouble getting myself back into reality. But the horses pulling our carriage, the quick carriage ride through Port Royal. Damn you, Gore. <laughs> Can't believe I forgot that. A wrangler doubled as the actor and the driver and an unseen stuntman behind the carriage held a rope attached to the vehicle as a counterweight. To alleviate the load of the horses until the road leveled off. So you got a guy hanging on the back side dangling from that to hold and keep the Seriously? carriage. Seriously? Yeah. Stuntman. Wow. Stuntman hanging onto the carriage with just a rope. And a stuntman drove the carriage. Yeah. So it wasn't even. No, the horse wrangler, the guy who's in charge oh, of the Oh, the horses. horse wrangler drove the carriage. So it wasn't. No, they didn't actually have Governor Swan. Governor Jonathan Swan Price up there. up there. He's like, I don't know how to drive this carriage. No. Wasn't him. It was such a short ride they could have trained him. That's real quick. true. The actress, being the actress Kira Knightley, she was not inside the carriage while the horses ran, which also reduced their load running on that cobble. We didn't want to give the horses too much weight. That's right. They didn't want it blasting off and then all huh. of a sudden having a problem if it turned over. I'm sure you that's know that what they were worried about. Little hundred pound Kira Knightley would be a lot of weight on there. She'd be flung off into the ocean. <laughs> And speaking of stunts, since I am the transition master, and we're still avoiding whatever it is you were trying to talk about. Clouds, Rigetti, whatever. I'm going to the island, but oh, Rigetti, yeah. So we can talk about Rigetti here in a second. But if you didn't realize it, it wasn't Mackenzie Crook and Lee Ehrenberg in the longboat that flops over in the waves. It's stuntman, or stuntmen, I should say, Jack West and Mark Schaefer. Really? Yeah. Jack wasn't credited in the first parts of the Caribbean film, but he was a stunt double for Pentel. And he seems to have given up his stunt work based on his IMDb credits in 2007 Probably hurt himself in this wave stunt. Yeah, he didn't like that. And this was kind of right about the time that At World's End debuted. So he left the business. He's like, I can't take it. Pirates of the Caribbean is killing me. <laughs> he has 31 stunt credits under his belt, including Spaceballs, The Sandlot, Batman Forever, and of course, the Pirates of the Caribbean films 1 through 3. 
says he is also a technical director and director at Far Star Productions. So what did I do? That was that LinkedIn. I had to go check out Far Star Productions to see what he's up to in case there's something really interesting because he wasn't doing stunt work anymore. And? Turns out, based on the 2001 website when I got there, yeah, 2001 was the copyright mark on there. Seriously? And, and it hadn't been updated. And let me tell you, the website looks like it was from 2001. Let me be honest, actually. It looks like it was from 1995. <laughs> this thing was horrible. And I thought, no way, he's still doing this. And so I clicked around, and the last update was from 2004. So I'm not sure what he's doing now, but definitely Far Star Productions isn't quite working. Oh, it was quite the scene, this website. Quite the scene. It's like you were doing some kind of geosities or something like that web page from Yahoo in the early days. Just kind of weird HTML thing. On the other hand, Mark Schaefer's going strong. He's amassed over 110 stunt credits and is still going at it. Still working. I'm sorry, I forgot my butterfly head. Which one did uh, Mark Schaefer? He was Rigetti. Oh, okay. You just let me get there. Because he's credited as stunts for the film, but was Rigetti's stunt double. Thank you. All kinds of films and TV under his belt. Work on notable franchises besides Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, he's been in... Die Hard, National Treasure, and not Die Hard, the first one, but the Die Hard franchise. I think it was Live Free or Die Hard or something like that. National Treasure and does a bit of acting here and there. So, of course, I had to pick out a few of my <laughs> this favorite <ought> be, <laughs> this ought to be good. film credits for our friend <laughs> and stuntman, Trashman, Mark Schaefer. Trashman, that's close. <laughs> Henchman number one, Carnival Freak, Impaled Freak. You see a connection there? Yeah. Carnival and Impaled hey, Freak. the last person you did this on was a lot of freaks also. Yeah, he was a lot of freaks. And the last one I'm going to mention, because he didn't really have that much acting credits, it's mostly stunt, Acid Man. Acid Man. Hmm. Nothing says freaks like and Impaled man. Freaks like if you got a bunch of acid on you, so you become Acid Man. Oh, wow. At least it was Acid Man and not Ass Man. Hey, I'm here to pick up my new plates. My name's Kramer, Cosmo Kramer. Kramer. All right. All right. Sign right here, please. Okay. All right. Thanks. Ass man. No, no, these don't belong to me. I'm, uh, I'm not the ass man. I think there's been a mistake. What's your name again? Cosmo Kramer. Cosmo Kramer. You are the ass man. <laughs> No, I'm not the ass man. Well, as far as the state of New York is concerned, you are. I got the role of a lifetime. Nothing says that like Acid Man. Yet, who am I to judge? And his nickname is Cujo, so I better not piss him off. Yeah, don't do that. His Come nickname is literally Cujo. That just says, don't mess with Mark Schaefer. No. So I'm not going to do it. I'll say Heather did it. My name's Heather Artis, in case Cujo's <laughs> coming looking for you. Okay, what do you want to say about Rigetti? He was kind of a little hard to understand in this minute. Kind of. Who's this man in a bootstrap bill? Yeah. I was like, what? I had to listen to it like five times to actually so you're saying that understand him. Always been really understandable. Did you just not hear what no, I said? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't understand. I couldn't tell if he actually called the dog a scurvy mongrel or a stupid mongrel. Oh, you can't call him stupid. The dog's obviously smart, but it would make Well, the dog sense. is smarter than the, the guys two, because he jumped sure. out before the wave. Exactly. I think that makes sense. 
Yes. He knew what was going on. He's like, huh, we're not approaching shore. I know how waves break. This doesn't work out well. I'm going to I'm gonna swim it in. But it did take me quite a while to get mongrel at all. That's just because it's not really, okay, it's not a normal word that you hear these days. That's true. And for him to kind of mumble it yeah. a little bit, it might make it difficult. I'm going to throw you a bone on that one. Thank you. Pun intended. Not like a euphemism. It was a dog pun, not a euphemism. <laughs> These are completely different things here. <laughs> You're the one brought it up. Just completely different. I, I know the just show. Let word. it go with the dog. I even pun. know what the show is. That's why I had to clarify. I didn't want people thinking, "Whoa, they're talking <laughs> about you know long pork man," and so you, you never know what's going to happen. Our friend Chopper, though, until like you said, throws out a mixed breed slur. Okay, maybe it's in a bit of an exaggeration, but he does say scurvy mongrel for the dog, and this calls for a bit of. Facts on mongrels. Yes, estimates place mongrels, mixed breed dogs, at 150 million animals worldwide. Hey, you you like how I threw you the scurvy mongrel and you just kind of ran with it? I know. What the heck? I got all kinds of facts. That's why if something gets we left really out... We really don't work together, people. We have no clue what's on each other's We don't, other's actually. We don't, ever, <laughs> we don't ever really talk about things no. ahead of time. We just come in here and do this. But I got facts on all kinds of things, and that's why I had horse facts that I forgot to do, because things just uh, happen. The first known use of the term was in the 15th century, late Middle English of Germanic origin, apparently from a base meaning mix and related to mingle and among. So now all you English people, that's not English. Hey, we love what our UK listeners. We love our US <laughs> listeners. I'm not slighting that as in English as in English language aficionados there. Let's just say that. Not that we don't like foreign speakers. Maybe you or, should stop while you're yeah, ahead. What, other languages, culture. Okay, yeah. Let's, let's just leave that alone. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm just going to drop that now. Yeah. Mongrel. Dog. That's all <laughs> I was saying. Send all your hate mail to Heather. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Scott's a mongrel. He understands. Arr! As in a dog or are you actually call him doing like some kind of racial slur? Because either way, that's not okay. <laughs> That's politically incorrect. How dare you? It's okay. I just called you it, so it doesn't matter. We should just have some dead air here. <laughs> really? <laughs> Heather's getting called into the Pirates of the Caribbean minute, the Black Pearl show, whatever you want to call it. HR office. I am the she HR a, office. She, oh, man, we're in deep <laughs> trouble. We get a shot of the island here. You kind of get with the Black Pearl sitting on it. Did you see that shot or did you just focus Uh, on... I was really trying to figure out what was going on with (laughs) Pintel and Rigetti. I like the beach shot. I like the shot when you see them coming up onto that. The island background in most shots of this cannibal island, the background scenes have been digitally altered. Some overview shots are completely computer generated. This is what I was asking you before, you horses... (laughs) Horses, uh, I don't want people to yell at me because they do when I get a little rude to you. So I will just say thank you as I withhold everything I currently want to say and say thank you for bringing us this information. You're welcome. I greatly appreciate it. You're welcome. God, I thought wish it, I had a button thought for that. it was good for this minute because we see this. I specifically <laughs> asked you about that when we were flying over the island. I'm like, is this digital or not? Because I really like it. And now you tell me. Yeah, it was enhanced and some of it was completely digital. I'm beside myself. Would you right want now. me to look it up at that moment? I didn't have it on hand at that moment. 
have it right. on hand now. It's all right. We uh, we all know who we addressed the show. it at a later show. The guy just who brings like you, the horses. The guy who brings you facts about mongrels. He's here. He knows, and he carries the show for you. Just like the horses, we addressed it on a different show. But I actually asked the question. You didn't ask the question about the horses because then I would have come up with, and I would have had information for you. I didn't have anything right then and there. Now I do. We're all good. The black pearl looks like a little bit vulnerable sitting on this island. It is vulnerable. Look who these two goofballs are coming up to take it. <laughs> That's what they're there for, apparently. The tide's coming in. That, that should help, though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's still going to be a hell of a task for these two to get that ship off that <laughs> beach. It would be. Oh, yeah. And they got to grab the dog. Even for... I, I mean, know. I don't know how high this tide is, but there's the keel on the ship and everything... Just doesn't seem plausible with the small crew that is on the... Although I don't really... Yeah. Well, I guess we really don't see the whole crew, so it's hard to say on the Black Pearl. Just for them to be able to pull it out of the water enough oh. when the tide's high to get it that high on the beach. But you're saying there's still crew on the ship. For I two guys... there's no crew on the well, ship. Well, we know there's no crew well, on the yeah, ship. Yeah, but I thought you were saying that it was. See, that's was what happens deny when you, you assume... It's going to deny you. You didn't have a chance because I didn't make a mistake. Pentel and Rigetti are going to have a hell of a time trying to get that ship off. That's all I have to say. There's no way two people could do it themselves. No. For one thing, you're going to have to push or pull that ship. The tide's not going to come in that far. I agree. I don't have anything else to say on that. Wow. I was thinking that given we have moved to three days per week, we might want to widen our scope regarding really bad eggs. Yeah, probably. The recurring segment where we highlight our favorite lines from the week, which was the last five episodes previously. Now I'm thinking we should do it every other week, which gives us the opportunity to pick from the last six minutes. That's what I'm thinking. That's a good idea because sometimes you could go two, three minutes with no talking or very little talking. Very yeah. little talking. And yeah. So yeah, so we can roll our favorite lines to next Friday and start with the new bi weekly segment. Really bad eggs. The bi weekly segment. There you go. New title. Sounds good. Instead, Heather can share with us for Friday the amount of rum she's drank over the last week. I'm guessing liters. Liters of rum have been consumed. Do you go by barrels? Barrels would work too. And we can then start our weekend, which is where I want to be anyways. I'm digging the new schedule though. That's all I have to say. Had to do some shuffling and rescheduling episode releases, but should be smooth sailing from here on out. Sounds good. As we go, as we switched quickly from five days a week to now three days a week. Yep. So I just had to do some fancy footwork behind the scenes to get everything reposted properly. Scheduled to post. Oh, okay. Now I understand. There you go. So that's all I got. I'm ready to get out of here. Are you? Yep. We'll be back on Monday with Minute 33 of Dead Man's Chest. Until then, scallywags, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. And the drinking to a maximum. Well, that goes without saying. You've been listening to The Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, Twitter.com slash Black Pearl Men, Instagram.com slash Black Pearl Show, soundcloud.com slash pirates of the caribbean that's for best of clips 
And by all means, give us a plug and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, mateys. Oh, and let's not forget the Facebook Cursed Crew listeners group for post-episode discussions. That's actually a lot to remember, especially if you're in a foggy haze like Heather. Just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button. Perhaps I should have just said that from the beginning. This is a Shoutreach Media Production. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun. I think all you dirty, filthy bilge rats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music... That's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, and maybe Heather.